Welcome to the Social Archive. Gone are the days when the Abenaz opt to call themselves Abby, or the Chukudimmas of the world abbreviate, chop up, and reduce their names to an underwhelming Chuck. When people disrespect my name and they come up with nicknames to make it more palatable for their tongues, I get so offended because I'm like, it's not meant to be palatable for your tongue. It's meant to be easy for my tongue. So if you cannot say kha, if you cannot say le, if you cannot say ka, then that's your problem and you need to work on your Western centricism. You need to work on building the capacity of your tongue to be able to say my name. Of course, there's the Kwames of the world who call themselves Alex to appear more desirable in the eyes of blonde women, if you know, you know. But overall, people with foreign upbringings have started to reclaim aspects of themselves that they had previously forelode. There has been this cultural evolution because honestly, people have realized that being foreign is kind of cool. And those across the diaspora are desperately playing catch up, trying to undo the damage that we had done in our previous, often futile attempts to be accepted. Unfortunately, even then, even after all the work, the potency of our cultural upbringings have inevitably been diluted by nature of us just being members of the diaspora. So I had a few questions for myself as a member of the Nigerian American diaspora. Is putting a Nigerian flag in my Instagram bio, listening to Afrobeats, eating jollof rice, and practicing our customs on a contingent basis, enough for me to really claim that I'm Nigerian? And even within the continent, because we're experiencing our own modernization, many of our cultural practices have consequentially been forgotten. And while I can only speak for Nigeria, my country of origin, I started to wonder what can be done, if anything, to prevent what I had deemed a self-inflicted cultural erasure. So this story actually started about a year ago. Um, I took an Afrofusion dance class taught by an American woman, an American woman, yes, and instantly kind of felt out of place. Okay, so I'm at this dance class right now and it's giving coming to America, but I'm gonna try to keep an open mind. And while I was hesitant at first because I wasn't seeing like legwork, guara guara, warisi, all of those other African dances that I know to be associated with Africa, I guess as it is now, I did see a lot of moves inspired by like traditional African dances. It also kind of looked like Americans playing a caricature of Africans. All that aside, I did start to respect the intentionality behind their attempts or the, the um, dance instructor's attempts to preserve different African cultures through dance. But narrowing the scope to my own cultural identity as a Yoruba Nigerian woman, it actually kind of started to sadden me um, to imagine all the ways in which I was kind of losing touch by not actively preserving my history, kind of like the dance instructor was trying to actively preserve African history. Um, so I invited another Nigerian friend of mine um, who went to grad school with me, but also grew up in Nigeria and grew up in America, just to kind of see what his opinions are on what I had deemed this like cultural erasure. <sighs> okay, I'm starting. I guess like, so what do you define being Nigerian as? I knew you were going to ask me that. I knew that was going to be the first question <laughs> you asked me. That's where the conversation was going before. Um, I mean, I don't have a definition on it. 
specifically i've just i think it's more so a mentality it's a it's a lifestyle it's a way of it's a way of living i think that's what it is like a lot of my friends who are nigerian who rather who, who that grew up here i can begin to identify i begin to i identify with them based off of just like the way they live and their lifestyle and their mentality more than anything but whether you know my yoruba is extremely fluent and there's mm-hmm. and they don't understand any mm-hmm. so i think it's just more so about like the way they the way they choose to live in their mentality but have you found a difference between like nigerians in america versus nigerians in nigeria i think people are people are people in general i th- i think people are people in general i think that's difficult for me to uh answer because I think the Nigerians I probably were was around when I was living in Nigeria, I could almost say they're very similar to the ones that I know here, except the ones that I was around in Nigeria, obviously, because they grew up in Nigeria. We all lived there. It was um probably just a little bit more, maybe not, eh, maybe I would say more a little bit more traditional or more understanding to like some of the cultural dynamics than the ones here. Mm-hmm. At least then, you know, I mean, I see a lot of these, I see a lot of these people now and it's like a lot of people are grown and they're evolved, they've evolved into like beautiful, beautiful individuals that if you see them off the rip, you might not even know where they might live, right? They might live in the UK, they can live in Nigeria, they can live in LA, so it doesn't really matter. I think once again, I just, just based off of what I said previously about, it's just about the mentality, the way they choose to live and then. I guess like where, what I struggle with is like, what are we defining as like what culture is though? You know what I mean? Like, so, so remember how this, this conversation kind of developed from, from me observing that I feel like Nigerians are losing their sense of culture. And I feel like the Nigerians here, depending on how they're brought up, they're even further removed from Nigerians in Nigeria who Mm -hmm. were brought up with culture. Mm -hmm. And even in Nigeria, you see people that were raised in Nigeria that don't even, that are even that are kind of far removed from culture, whether that's because of like Westernization, mm-hmm. whether that's because um, English is like the dominant language, mm-hmm. um, whether that's because they're not learning, I don't know, like their cultural practices in school. Most people live in boarding schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're not staying with their immediate family. So mm-hmm. there's this, I just feel like there's a sense of culture that's being diluted. Mm. I mean, even the point, the point you made about boarding schools, I think stuff like that's always been around. So but I think it's just, I don't even think it's like being lost. I think it's just evolving from the old guard to the new guard. Mm. In my opinion, there's like, maybe there's going to be like a new sense of what culture means. Not even, I don't even think just for Nigerians. I mean, I think us people as Nigerians, they probably live in a bubble where they think their culture is dying. But people who are Lebanese or or, or Iranian, they might feel the same way. And, and I, I guess I just say that to say like, I think the culture is just evolving in what it, terms of what it means to be that. And because, like, there's such a global platform of what Nigerians look like, I feel like that is helping in the uh, evolution of for what it means for the culture. But do you feel like it's kind of sad that, sure, the culture is evolving, but at the same time, things like language are dying. And I feel like if we lose our language, then white supremacy wins, <laughs> you know? Personally speaking, I don't speak Yoruba as well as I would love to speak Yoruba. And then I have cousins in Nigeria that don't speak any Yoruba at all. And, like, if that continues generationally, after a while, the language is going to die. 
like from what I've seen, yeah. American culture is like the pinnacle of what people want to attain, even in Nigeria. I think they used to. I don't think maybe not so much anymore. I don't think as much anymore. I think you maybe learn from American culture or or uh, like British culture or French or Italian culture, and you try and bring some of those pieces back. At least like a lot of like Nigerians that I follow who live out there or people whose lifestyles who I like. I just try and keep up with to see like okay how how are they actually living? I I don't even like even the language thing like I don't even think that matters as much as we think it does. Really? Not it's not as I don't think it's as deep as we make it to be. I feel like it opinion. is though. I mean it's just a form of communication. It's just a it's a form of communication but you, like I said as the culture is evolving you'll f- continue to find more ways to communicate. Yeah. The language could have been one thing but like I said we're on this global platform as well where it's like you have to be able to find a dominant language where yeah. everyone can communicate. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that culture is in many ways dynamic. And if you put a group of people in one room together, I mean, not in one room, but in, in like a setting together, they're going to formulate their own cultures and bring in, I guess, the best portions of each other's culture to make the new culture. Mm-hmm. And in that way, culture is dynamic, dynamic and constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, whether like we still uphold previous traditions or not aspects of those previous traditions carry on but Mm -hmm. i do feel like with colonization um the the intent of colonization was to make us lose a part of ourselves, and uh, the fastest way to have a group of people lose their identity is by making them learn your identity making them learn english and making them lose their own sense of like what it is to be themselves and so once that happens and you no longer speak the language of your people, then you kind of lose the identity of your people. Like white supremacy wins, you know? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but then it's like, you also, I, I also chalk that up to like, what are we, what are we deeming as important pieces to continue to move forward? That's what I'm saying. The language thing, does it, ma- does it matter as much as creating a more unified, Nigeria as a whole, where it's not this tribe versus this tribe versus this tribe versus that tribe all the time. Is it more about the unification in order to really push a, uh, a cultural evolution in the sense of like, oh, well, I got to hold on to Edo because I'm from this small town. I'm from this small village in Edo state where we mm-hmm. speak this particular dialect and it matters for my kids, kids, kids to be able to come back there and be able to communicate this this dialect with those people? Or is it important for me to be able to have friends who are Edo, friends who are Hausa, friends who are Igbo, friends who are Yoruba, and, like, be able to, all, all of us be able to work together, even though we have tribe, we come from different backgrounds tribally, and we grew up learning and having different beliefs in our household in order to move forward culturally. There's some things, I think, you know, you might you might have to let go as you move forward. You can't you can't hold on to everything. Yeah. And then we we only speak and also we're speaking on certain things that we know now because we you know we live in this day and age. We don't know about the times before we were mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 was before there was whatever we whatever we know to be like whatever we believe to deem as culture. Mm-hmm. There could have been other things that were let go that now we understand in order for us to be able to understand what we have as culture now. Then you gotta also know what some of those things are and what those things mean. Yeah. Like even like some of the uh, religious practices, I don't, 
I don't particularly dip into those waters too often yeah. because they're just very um they get a very they sometimes get a little spooky. But I do have like a I have a, I had a family member who used to she doesn't like, she doesn't even go by her she doesn't go by her original name, name anymore because she's like this this is a name of like yeah we of also like a, of the a, deity of like a. It's like a weird name. She was like, she was telling us, like, all oh, you people, you need to change your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't pay attention to that. I'm like, why would I change my name? It's my dad's name. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I just say that to say, like, you know, some things, I guess you're right. You can't acknowledge it, but I wouldn't even want to, to an extent. Not because it's scary. It's just because it's like, sometimes you don't need to, you don't need to, like, look back on some of those things. Because why do they matter? I, I mean, guess, maybe, they I, ma- maybe they matter for in the historical context in terms of like what are we going to teach in history books mm-hmm. but why do they matter in terms of how we evolve as a people we as modern day young younger nigerians young younger nigerians we always complain about our parents being so traditional so caught up in the old days whether you live here or if you live there mm-hmm. or wherever you live in the world so why is it that we want to continue to hold on to these old traditions of our parents and grandparents as mm-hmm. we moving forward in life why isn't it not why is it not that we just take bits and pieces of their lifestyle, continue to move forward and continue to create this beautiful masterpiece of what it means to be this type of person? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I don't even think that's just Nigerian culture. I feel like it's Lebanese culture, it's Iranian culture. It could be it could be Chinese it could be Chinese culture as well. Like Do you feel like though that there's an issue with the world becoming a monolith, potentially? Like, do you feel like there's an issue with us like becoming super homogenous to the point that like we don't even see the beauty in like our distinct cultures mm-mm, it mm-mm. just becomes one no super no broad no no culture. no i think th- i think there are i think there should be levels where we can all relate to one another but then there's also bits and pieces that you can take from each other and learn about different about the different ways people grow up that's why i say it's not everything you take but you do take things and you you retool and you relearn and you move forward with your life Depending on your culture, like I have one of my very good friends growing. Well, one of my very good friends from college, um, she's Lebanese, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of similarities that we have in terms of the way we dis- the way we decide to live, our morals that are very similar. But there are also bits and pieces from our individual cultures that we both don't really stand by, and we just you know we decide to like take those pieces out of our lives, and we continue to move forward and evolve some of the. What, what it means to be in that culture or, or what it means to identify with our culture. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, um, I, it's interesting to think about what is, what could happen to Nigerian culture or African yeah. culture in general, but I think it's in a good place. I mean, I, I, I really do think it's in a really good place. It's evolving into like, it's starting to evolve into things that I feel like people who, our Nigerian who don't live there mm-hmm. can now identify with and makes them excited to want to go back and like build roots instead of it being such this old guard of what or this idea of how our parents and our grandparents used to live. Like yeah. that stuff is very it's 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 traditional, it's culture is what we know, but it's like it can't be all we know. We have to be able to move forward. We have to be able to evolve as people. I mean and that's not even to say that's not even to be like, oh, I'm a, I'm pro evolution or whatever, mm-hmm. but I do believe like as culturally, culturally we have to, we have to begin to evolve and expand yeah. of what we know. That's how you're able to, to grow and get better as people and begin to understand each other in different parts. That way, that way, you know, my cousins who live in Chicago, who've never been to Nigeria, mm-hmm. can't go and meet our extended family members and 
who live in Lagos or in Ibado and they can't even have a simple conversation because they know they have no sense of um they have no sense of commonality because this person who has lived in Nigeria who lived in Ibado was um grew up grew up a certain way and this person who lives in Chicago grew up a certain way. It's like no no no. Even at a bigger scale, when you look at like a city like New York versus a city like Paris, you know, you start to take different things. When you meet someone from Paris versus someone from New York, yeah, you know, it's a it's an American, it's a French person. But when it just comes to talking about how they feel about living in their individual cities, it's like if you just read what they wrote on paper, you would almost begin to think like you, you could think that they lived in a similar or the same city in a sense, which is, I think, what we should strive for. Mm-hmm. Like uniting un- under the umbrella of like what we can relate to versus yeah like definitely yeah are. definitely and I think we actually are probably taught to try and figure out what our differences are more than relate yeah. anyway we're yeah. taught to really seek out the differences yeah and why we shouldn't really um get along and why we shouldn't hang out with each other my next question actually do you feel like in America um like you're gonna potentially raise your children in America right okay potentially. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Do you feel like, do you, do, let me reframe this. Do you care that your sense of culture will potentially be lost, like, generations from now, like, once your children's children and their children's children and their children's children? Do I do care? care? Yeah, do you care? I don't think it would happen. Why not? Because the way I choose to live my lifestyle will, and will let my children, will will allow an opportunity for my children to continue to have something to pass down. Yeah, but that's like, that's idealistic. That's thinking idealistically. Your children, I mean, sure, your children might have it, but your children's children. But then, and I guess also the environments, I put them, I meet, or my potential partner and I Mm -hmm. would decide to put them in. That would also play in a part why I think, I don't think it would happen. Even five generations from now, living I mean, I in can't, America, I can't, I can't speak on five generations. But then again, five generations from now, there might be like, ha- like there might be double the amount of Nigerians That's there true. are now. There like probably f- five times. The way Nigerians are populating the five world. times. There might be five times the amount. So it might even be way, might even be even stronger by then. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't even think that would happen. Like I said, I, I think the way I really? choose to live my lifestyle, I would hope to be able to pass that on. Yeah, I feel like I've come to the point where I'm just. I've kind of just accepted that if I raise my children in America, they're going to become Americans, essentially. Well, not my children, maybe not my children, but my like generations from now, five generations from now, they're going to be American. So it's like I'm grappling with this idea of do I care so much about maintaining culture and tradition when inevitably it's probably just going to be lost anyways, or not even lost, shifted in a way that I, I never imagined it shifting um to where my children's 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 children no longer identify with being nigerian because they they potentially will not be marrying nigerians and then that could be a good thing or a bad thing you know like as you're as you're speaking i was even thinking about generations prior to us i can only imagine what my father's father thought about i can only yeah i can only imagine what my grandfather thought his grandchildren how they would be living and if he saw the way you know, some of our, some of his grandchildren would be living, we're living now, or if he could have imagined that, he would be like on his knees thanking God every day. He would probably have more kids to create more opportunities for oh. something like this to happen. I guess, I guess I meant like, but I'm saying like, um, are you saying thanking God in terms of like, oh, how far they've come? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, we've been like, we were, we've been able to see my, we've been able to see the Western world or 
Mm. Oh man, they speak great English or they go to great schools. They have all these great opportunities to be able to go, go and come back. Like the access, like he, he potentially could be looking at him and his peers and they don't know anything outside of the village or yeah. the whatever. Whereas mm. like we have this global network of people that we have access to and can mix and mingle with. And it's like, if I decide to move to Barcelona next month, I could potentially move into move. Barcelona. Like I'm saying, if I decide <laughs> to move to Barcelona next month, I, I could, see. I could meet a group of Nigerians there and begin to create, like I begin to create a new family there. I feel like that's, I guess that's where the double edged, edged sword is. Cause on one hand, like we're getting so much access to the world, but on another hand, it's at the cost of losing ourselves. Like losing. But why are we losing? What are we losing? Like I don't. I, I just. I don't know what it is that we've lost. I'm. I'm really interested. I mean, like that's like we're losing something according to you. But I want to know what is it that we have lost, and even if we have lost something, is it important that we should find it, mm. or how important is it that we find it in our journey? During that conversation. I don't think that I had a fully formulated response to that question, but here I am a year later recording this, and here's my response. So I don't really think it's a matter of what we have lost, but I think it's a matter of what we will lose and what we're risking by not trying to preserve what little we have left. Um, especially within the diaspora. Obviously, there's only so much that we can do, um, but I do think that there's a lot that we can still do in order to make sure that our um, identities aren't lost. Because I do feel like um, in this modern world, there are only a handful of cultures or a handful of, speaking back to the language thing, a handful of languages that people see or deem as the more superior ones um some of those include maybe english chinese um maybe spanish like the more dominant languages in the world and because of that they kind of those cultures will be able to create a framework for what the future looks like because those are the dominant cultures because of the um i don't know i, gu I guess those are kind of economic languages um the more the more global languages but i do feel like if we want our own senses of culture and our own voices to be heard as africans we can't allow just these what 10 major cultures to create the framework for what our future looks like i think that we also um need to contribute to whatever trajectory that go like the world goes into and by be remaining complicit um and allowing our own sense of um cultural identities to die then it's honestly kind of like a form of genocide to be honest um and i also i feel like we put english on this pedestal that it shouldn't be on like who's to say that Yoruba or like other indigenous languages don't deserve the recognition or don't deserve the level of regard that English currently has. And obviously like I'm super grateful that we're doing what we can, especially as it relates to Afrobeats. Like 
the fact that Nigerians are part of the global conversation now is now honestly not where I thought that we would be today. I'm very grateful for where we are as parts of the global conversation. Okay. Do you think that the trajectory of Nigerian pop culture is a good representation of Nigerian culture, of what Nigerian culture is today? Mm, I don't know. We might look at different types of pop culture. What kind of Nigerian pop culture are you looking at? De- like, I, I don't like know what music, you... Like, music, television, like... Uh, um, I think the music has become... Is, it's be trying to be a little bit more palatable to a global audience. And that's what my... That's what my issue is. But there are still beautiful nuances in it that make it feel very, very what it should be. It's not what it was. It's not like if we're just speaking on music, like I wouldn't say like Rema is anything like Two-Faced because I think maybe Rema's music might be a little more um, palatable to a global, more global audience versus a Two-Face. But then again, Rema also has access to a bigger audience than maybe Two-Face had in his mm-hmm. day or when he or when he was in, when he was at the peak of his um, stardom, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing because yeah. Two-Face is the peak of his could have, it could, it could have only, it could have only been so high or it could have only been so much. But um, Rema's audience is probably surpassing that, which is not bad. But because you have such a global audience, it's, like now you have to you have to keep some pieces and that's actually a perfect perfect uh perfect um example for what I was trying to say like you keep some pieces to kind of like allow people to maybe feel it mm. but you also have to be able to sell the music to them as well which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing because you're not you're not um you're not selling yourself you're not basically disowning who you are but you know you maybe just changing a little a little bit here and there in order to allow you know mm. Um, Melissa, who works at J.P. Morgan, <laughs> be able to understand what you're saying when she goes for happy hour with her coworkers on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. I think I'm scared of you know how like um you had you had said how ideally as culture evolves you're bringing in like the best portions of the culture that mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes it gets so diluted to the point that it's no longer I guess in, in I guess this is subjective. It's no longer. It's not even the good parts of what that culture was. So, for example, like Taco Bell for Mexican food in America, like bringing over Taco Bell. I mean, bringing over like Mexican food in America, and then from what Mexican food used to be, now you get Taco Bell. I guess I'm just scared of like a Nigerian hut <laughs> coming by, coming about, and the food is trash. You know what I mean? So it's like sure, but that's like you though. But then again, that's also to you though, like. That's also me. Yeah, that, that's also you. And I also, <laughs> to even speak of Taco Bell, this is crazy. Like, I look at places like Taco Bell, and it's not kind of uh, the quality of the food, but it's more so the audience it serves. Yeah. I think it's more so about the audience versus, like, oh, Taco Bell being great value Hispanic <laughs> food. Yeah. When yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great value Hispanic food, and I don't know. I don't. Is that a problem, though? Is that a Yeah, it can yeah. be a problem, yes. Yes, it can be a problem, but I'm shoot. Taco Bell is not paying me, so I'm not speaking on them on a platform. I'm sorry. I personally like Taco Bell, but it's not legit Mexican food. And I, God forbid, them. Oh, have you seen 
Actually, have you seen? Do you watch Atlanta? I do watch Atlanta. Have I, you seen the the UK the, episode? The Nigerian bowl thing. Exactly, and so I guess okay. So background. So Darren, that's his name, right? Darius. Darius. Darius is Nigerian, allegedly in the show. Um, the character is Nigerian. The character is Nigerian in the show, and so in one of the episodes, they're in the UK and they go to this place called. It's just a just a traditional Nigerian restaurant in the UK. Yeah. And he takes um this woman that's um working with them to this restaurant and she's a white woman and she's just enamored by this restaurant. And so she's just like, Oh, I need to bring this, I need to like spread this to the world. So she buys the traditional Nigerian restaurant and then opens a food truck. And so so who on the food truck is just like gentrified versions of like Traditional Nigerian food. Yeah. That happens. That happens. But that don't happen just with Nigerian. We have Panda Express. We That's have true. Taco Bell. It's like. That's true. Like that happens with every culture. Yeah. But like. That probably happens. Express- that probably happened. It's probably ha- has happened with Nigerian food as well. We just don't see those places as often. Yeah. But oftentimes. Those and places people are- love Panda Express. People <laughs> love Taco Bell. People love um any of these places. Love, like I think as long as it's Nigerians themselves or whatever culture it is, as long as it's the culture themselves spearheading, like members of that culture spearheading the evolution, I don't think I have an issue with that. I think where I find issue is outsiders coming in and feeling like and getting too comfortable to the extent that they want to now start changing things, making a fusion <laughs> jollof rice bowl, like. <laughs> At that yeah, point, it's that, like... That, that is... Though, that right there can't be an issue. I would actually hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would ever eat there, but... I mean, it's uh, to each their own, really. I I just think <laughs> we can't really judge or we can't control, like, how things evolve. We just have to... You know, you gotta, you gotta hope yeah. for the best, almost. <laughs> but that's why I'm, like, keeping something as... Like, language is not as, I don't think it's as important as um, certain cultural aspects. Like what? I think, like, the idea of family, the idea of community. Mm-hmm. I think those things are more important. This is so generic. But, I, but like, the uh, the hardworking mentality. Like or, I guess, the go-getter. I won't even say it's the hardworking. The hustler, go-getter mentality. Because I think that's something you see on an everyday basis. You see, like, people trying to figure it out, whether it's here or there, everywhere. Just trying to figure it out. I think some of those things are a little bit more important than like language mm. or um or clothing. Because those things, in my opinion, really affect how the citizens or people who identify as Nigerian really live on a day-to-day basis. I think those things really make a person. That's true. I was talking to my mom and she said the same thing. Like when I asked her what she feels like culture like what Nigerian culture is, she jumps straight to respect, community, things of that nature. So, yeah. Thank you for making it to the first conversational piece on the social archive. I am your host, Dami. And if you have any thoughts on this particular episode, please, please, please feel free to like send me your thoughts at the social archive. That's the T H E E social archive. And also leave a review if you want, because why not? Um, Anyways, if you made it this far, I love you.